Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. The golfing establishment is in turmoil and two Australians are in the spotlight for very different reasons. Cameron Smith this week won the prestigious British Open. But another former tournament winner and golfing legend, Greg Norman, is being accused of selling out the sport to improve the image of Saudi Arabia. Today, host of the Ticket podcast, Tracy Holmes, on the great white shark's brash moves. And with a score of 268, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Cameron Smith. Tracy, the British Open wrapped up earlier this week. This year it was won by an Australian, Cam Smith. Yeah, just really proud of how I, how I kind of knuckled down today um, and, yeah, managed to, managed to get it done. It was a pretty momentous win, wasn't it? it was, we were pretty happy to see that. Absolutely. Um, it's been a while between drinks for Australian golfers, but what we're talking about is the oldest golf tournament in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's part of what is known as the PGA Tour, and that runs professional golf. The prize money in total worth about $14 million. And this year was extraordinarily big because it was the 150th anniversary. So the 150th year of the British Open. Okay, so no small celebration. This is a big deal. Absolutely. So it's always a big event, but this one was mega, if you want to put it in those sorts of terms. Um, Lots of press. Everybody turned up. Everyone was tuning in. They had an event called the Champion of Champions. So Mm -hmm. that was bringing together all of um, the the champions from the past century and a half. Mm -hmm. You think he enjoyed that one? And uh, some of those that were there included, you know, the the most legendary names in golf, Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus, who have won there before. Uh, And a lot of people also focusing on who wasn't there. And uh, that was one person in particular. Mm, And who was that? (laughs) (laughs) That was our own Greg Norman, Uh also known as the Great White Shark. Four at the last for Norman, a final round of 64. And surely the time has come for his second major of what's been an illustrious career. So he's a two-time winner of the event. He's a Hall of Famer, uh, but was not invited. He's a, a, an absolute golf champion, Greg Norman. You'd expect him to be at something like this. So why wasn't he? Well, the event was held at St Andrews, which mm-hmm. is also the traditional home of golf. Uh, It was at the Royal and Ancient Golf Club and they sent out a release earlier saying that Greg Norman would not be invited, uh, saying this, that the 150th Open is an extremely important milestone for golf Mm -hmm. and we want to ensure that the focus remains on celebrating the championship and its heritage. Unfortunately, we do not believe that would be the case if Greg were to attend. Mm, why is that? Well, the reason why he was told he'd be a distraction is because Greg Norman has been announced, or was recently announced last year, as the chief executive of a new series of golf events called Live Golf. My responsibility as the best player in the world was to grow the game of golf. Okay, next question. What is Live Golf? 
Well, uh, <laughs> it's a new form of golf competition. So they're trying to jazz up, I guess, you know, break away from the, the traditional golf as you see it. Um, they're turning it into more of a, a team event. So there's individual rewards and prize money, but you also compete as a team. It's mm. reduced from four days to three. And I guess trying to make it more uh, television friendly uh, for a modern era. Mm-hmm. Evolution doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. But like any journey, it begins with the first step. And what a step it was. Welcome to the inaugural event of Live Golf. So there have been two Live events so far. And on its website, it describes itself as golf but louder. So what it's doing is challenging the monopoly of the golf establishment, the PGA or the Professional Golfers Association, which has run the game for for many decades. Uh, and Live Golf is operating outside of the PGA's auspices. So prize money for Live tournaments is way beyond anything that's on offer at the PGA. Uh, they're also guaranteeing money. So it's not just prize money. You, you get a sign-on fee for saying that you will compete in their events. A, a number of top players have gone across. Phil Mickelson, a six-time major winner. Dustin Johnson, a, a two-time major winner. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Sergio Garcia, and uh, a number of others. They also reportedly offered Tiger Woods close to one billion Aussie dollars, but he turned that down. A billion Australian dollars to join it. That would have been pretty hard to turn down, I would have thought. Yeah, I would have thought so too. Um, but one of the reasons that Tiger might have decided to do this, and we don't know the background yet between, mm. you know, what discussions he's had with his own sponsors and people like that, uh, but the PGA has said that it's not going to allow players to participate in live events. If they do, they're not going to be welcomed back to the PGA. Um, there's discussion whether that will be through suspension for a period of time or just an outright ban. Um, so you could say that the PGA, the golf establishment, is livid that this new competition is, in their words, threatening to ruin golf, when actually what it's doing is challenging their monopoly. Tell me a bit about how this is funded. I mean, how has Greg Norman set this up? Well, uh, that's part of the reason, well, in fact, it's the only reason that it has become uh, controversial because it's being financially backed by Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman. Mm. And so critics have been accusing Greg Norman of being complicit uh, with Saudi Arabia in sports washing. Mm, Okay, let's talk about sports washing in a a sec. But I I just want to touch on that because I was in Saudi not too long ago looking at this issue. The Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman, he's pretty controversial, but he's trying to change the image of that nation because it's running out of oil, it needs to turn to tourism, it needs to turn to other things. So he's trying to make the nation look better, I guess, to the Western world. But the human rights record is abysmal in Saudi Arabia, isn't it? It is. And many people are specifically referring to the brutal murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi as one of the main reasons why Greg Norman and these other golfers should not be accepting Saudi money. But there are other reasons too that people are flagging, as you say, mostly to do with human rights. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, you know, lagging rights for women, uh, the LGBTQI community and, you know, several other aspects to their human rights record. Let's now 
get you to explain this term sports washing. What does that mean? Yeah, so that in itself is is controversial. Some people um, love the term sports washing, using um, you know sport to change a country's image when they don't have a good one. But lots of other academics also argue that you know this is what everybody does. Everybody's using sport to try and um, sell a good reputation of themselves around the world. Uh, And that's not to say that we all have equally bad human rights records. And so you could say, you know, some are sports watching more than others. But over recent years, Saudi Arabia and the Middle East generally have made this foray into the sporting world, not just with Live Golf. And we know that the PIF, which is Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, I think it's got about $680 billion Mm -hmm. that it's investing around the world, uh, recently took over the English Premier League football team Newcastle United. Last year, they hosted a round of the Formula One Grand Prix. And so Saudi Arabia is developing its association with sport, with music festivals, tourism... Let's get back to Greg Norman. What's he had to say about all this, about the criticism of what he's doing, about accepting money from the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia to set up this golf tournament, about the appalling human rights record of that nation? Yeah, well, Greg Norman's gone quiet most Mm -hmm. recently because every time he opened his mouth, it became controversial in itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there were more negative headlines being, you know, shone on this new series um, than not. And so he told the Washington Post um, in an interview a little while back that every country has their cross to bear and that everybody makes mistakes. He also said that the Kasoji murder was appalling. Uh, The shark also did an interview with Fox News and he said he's not trying to destroy the PGA. And he also said that plenty of the PGA sponsors themselves do business with Saudi Arabia. If they want to look at it in that prison, then why does the PGA Tour have 23 sponsors within the PGA Tour doing 40 plus billion dollars worth of business with Saudi Arabia? Why is it okay that um, there's a Saudi sponsor in Aramco, the largest sponsor of women's golf in the world? And so, you know, there's this level of hypocrisy. It's like, we can all do business. Uh, the president of the US can fly in and, you know, arm bump the, the, the crown prince. Um, but golfers should not be allowed to do business with the Saudis. Okay, and Tracy, what about our hero golfer Cam Smith, who just won that prestigious British Open this week? What's he going to do? Yeah, it was quite interesting. Um, at his press conference after he um, was awarded his trophy, he was asked about whether he was going to play in the Live Tournament and he he batted that away and he just said, you know, basically, mate, I've just won the British Open. Uh, why don't we talk about that? Because I don't think it's good to be bringing this up now when we should be celebrating what I've just done. Uh, but at the same time, he didn't deny the rumours, which has kind of left the door open. Uh, I don't know, mate. The, my team around me worries about all that stuff. I'm here to win golf tournaments. He's leaving his options open by the sound of it. Um, but, Tracy, ultimately, what could this mean for golf? Could Liv end up sort of ruining PGA tours like the British Open? Could that be the end of the royal ancient golf and the start of a new No, I think they're going to have to find a way of working together. And traditionally, that has been what has happened in sport. And there has been some rumour already that there's some sort of dispute resolution, which which, um, may be on the cards. And, um, you know, 
like we mentioned earlier, much of the focus is on golfers being told not to accept this money from the Saudis, uh, but the rest of us continue to benefit from bilateral relations worth billions of dollars. Tracy Holmes is the host of The Ticket podcast. Almost 60 of the world's top golfers have signed up to Greg Norman's Live Tournament. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with David Lipson, where he'll be looking at the State of the Environment report and concerns over foot and mouth disease. Find it on the ABC Listen app. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.